Everyone enjoyed that. It was a Leland better word. I love when he says, your blood is rewriting my history. Your blood is making my destiny. And it's just, uh, it's amazing that literally Jesus' blood does it all. It literally makes all things right. Um, it heals. There's redemption. It's just, uh, I'm just so grateful. And just even, um, just even today, just thinking about how, you know, tomorrow my Lord gave himself for me. That my king died for me so that I could live a better life, that I could have destiny, that I could have purpose, that I could be reconciled, that I could be redeemed, I could be healed, I could be whole. It's just amazing what Jesus did for us. Um, so those are my thoughts. Um, does anyone have any testimonies, any praise reports, anything they would like to share today? And let me know, is it too much feedback? Are you guys getting a lot of echoing? Sounds good. Okay. I well, wanted to share something. Okay, right before you share, I just want to welcome everyone that's here today, that's listening. Um, also, people on Anchor, whoever's listening, I welcome you. And God bless you all. And uh, we're just going to share some testimonies and um, some things that the Lord has done to us, or for us this past week, okay? Go for it. I have I have a testimony, kind of, right? Okay. Something that God did for me was um, last week, last Friday, um, was last Friday? Yeah. was bingo night at my church, um, and I won the grand prize and also another gift and or another prize. And, um, yeah, I just felt very blessed to... Because I was telling my mom, I was like, all good things come from, from him. So, Man. yeah. Tell him what the gift was. It was just, ugh, mom. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it's, is that okay for sure? I want to know. <laughs> it was, it was a TV. What? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the thing is, when Christian moved out, he took his 50-inch TV, right? And so we have this little tiny TV in the living room and it's been like a desire of mine and Helica's like, oh, you know, we were like, we're going to buy a big TV. We're going to buy a big TV. And sure enough, she won a 55 inch TV. Congrats. That's awesome. Uh, I know. And it was just so sweet. And I have God like, you know, he gives you the desires of your heart, even though we weren't asking for it, but it's like we wanted it. You know, we just kept putting it off. But it was a real blessing to our family. Yes. So we wanted to give God the glory. And we listened to sermons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's all good. All good. Good. Anybody else would like to share anything? Anybody else? Yes, Amaya wants to share something. Okay, Amaya, what do you want to share? Uh, well, my TV is not working, and I'm getting a sister, and she's a homeless kid. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So we got to pray for her then, right? And 
you do it. Well, blessed and highly favored, right? That's <laughs> awesome, Amaya. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I actually do want to add on that now that she said something. Um, not about that, but I took her because she hangs out with me during the day and runs errands with me when I have them. And um, I've been looking for shoes because of my back, you know, my herniated discs and my scoliosis. Like, shoes are super important to me. And so I went with my mom days ago. We literally went everywhere. I've been looking for, like, honestly a couple months. And I haven't found anything that, like, you know, supports my feet. And I'm really particular with shoes. Anyways, I went to, like, Queen Creek. And I went to run an errand to a store. And then there was Bosa Donuts. And she wanted a donut. And I was like, okay, let's go get a donut. And right next to the donut place, I don't know if it was, like, meant to be. I mean, I think it was. But there was, like, a special shoe store. And I was like, okay, let's go in here. So we went in there. And the guy was talking to Amaya. And she was, like, chatting and chatting. And, you know, I was looking at the shoes. And he brought me my shoes. And I put them on. And I was walking. And I went to the mirror to look at the shoes. And I was like, huh, wow. Like, I can't believe it. These are actually working out. And then little do I know, Amaya was, I just heard her say, um oh she's like I pray at night she's like we pray every night she's like and Jesus hears us she's like and she literally started just literally like saying the word and like the guy was listening to her he was like oh really and she started telling him about her grandpa's in heaven and all kinds of stuff and I was so like impressed that little girl was like you know talking about it and everything and I I told Kevin and I'm like I am so and when, when I got in the car I just felt so happy and proud of her. I was like, Amaya, what you told that guy today, what you were talking about God and what you told him, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I was like, that was so good that you're talking to people about God. I'm like, I'm very proud of you. It was so natural, though, like supernatural. And I was like, wow. And the guy even said, wow, like she she's a talker. And she like, I know he was like impressed, you know, <laughs> and it was just it was so cute. That is amazing. Yeah. That just shows you that the Lord will use someone that's willing, mm-hmm. even a four-year-old child, yes. to bear his word. Yes. Now, if we have that childlike faith and come before the Lord, he will use us in a mighty way. Because she might not even know what she's doing, but she's just being led. And mm-hmm. the thing is, too, it's the Lord, but also parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, because Kevin is trying to raise her to be a, a godly woman one day. So right now he's, you know, he, I know he told me that he does like Bible games with her mm-hmm. and reads the word to her and also expresses his heart as a father to a daughter and prays over her and they pray together. That just shows you um, wherever your heart is or whatever your treasure is, your heart will also be. Mm-hmm. So literally the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaketh and she just speaks what comes out of her heart that she knows yes. Jesus. And the crazy thing was, like, yeah, like, what I said, like, I've been looking for shoes for, like, over two months. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, am I going to find them? Like, I'm I'm particular when it comes to my shoes, you know? But then it's yeah. just looked crazy how it's, like, she wanted a donut, Bosa Donuts, and we went there. And then the shoe store was, like, right next door. And then just, like, everything that happened later, I was like, wow, it was meant to be. Like, it was all meant to be. And I don't know what that man needed to hear, you know? But I could tell yeah. that. You know, he was listening to her. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. But I just wanted to share that. That's Woo-hoo, amazing. Maya. Good, job. Good job, Maya. Woo-hoo. Good job, girl. Spring the gospel at four years old. We love oh, you, God, that's a mighty work for you, girl. Go, Maya. Yeah, but um, it's just amazing to see that. 
uh, that just really like just stirs up like joy in my heart because I could just imagine how the father feels that like yeah like Stephanie said like we don't know what that man needed to hear but maybe he needed to hear from a child maybe everyone else said it wrong to him as adults but imagine coming from a child's mouth you're like she's innocent like but she has a relationship with the Lord and I don't. It might it might have him kind of question and maybe gears to start turning in his mind, like, okay, what's going on here, you know? That's amazing. That's a seed planted right there. That's amazing. And that's one of the ways God speaks to us is through other people. Yes. You know, and he used her to speak to someone and touch them. That's amazing. And what stood out to me too was like right when she like when she talked about, you know, my dad, her grandpa. Um, and she was like, oh, my grandpa's in heaven. Like, just the whole little spiel that she gave, I can't recall it. But I just know, like, the man, like, you know, looked at her and, like, he didn't have words to say at first. And then after he was like, oh, you know, like, I could just tell it was, like, the perfect timing, you know. And the way that she was so confident talking about it, like, like it's so normal. Like, it's, like, just calm and, you know, everything about that. So I yeah. was just, it made me happy. <laughs> That's amazing. And the Holy Spirit just filled her mouth on what to say at that moment, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. She could have talked about a thousand other things, but she didn't. She talked about what meant to her, what meant was close to her heart. Mm-hmm. And her whatever the, wherever the abundance of the heart is, the mouth speaketh. Mm-hmm. So it came up and it just flowed out of her so smoothly, naturally. And that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be like just running water. We're supposed to be a well, a foundation for people to drink out of while we drink out of out of the Lord, right? We, like He's the water that satisfies us, that life-giving water. But we're also supposed to be a well for others to drink out of too. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like they say, it's your testimony, you know, and you share mm-hmm. it sometimes like not knowing and then other people pick up on it like, wow, you know, like that's, that's strong. And even for a kid, you know, like that's my testimony to my dad, obviously. But like when you yeah. talk about something like that, others listen to it and sometimes I think like you know how are they so strong or how are they so confident in God or how are they you know and that yeah. it just speaks volume so for her to have it at such a young age I'm just you know yeah so happy for that it's amazing and like I said it's that childlike faith I was watching uh, Chosen it's a great series it's like um it's obviously about Jesus's life it's called Chosen you can watch it like on Netflix I think it's going on Netflix it's on YouTube. I know it's on you version for free right now because it's uh, it's the Holy Week, right? It's Easter Sunday. Um, but it's just amazing how Jesus was interacting with the um, with the kids and the children, and they loved him. Like they would not like they would come every day and see him. And you know, Jesus didn't have to parade or do all these things. He was just the Lord. He was the Savior. He's the King, and they could see that in him. And they wanted to be constantly around him. I thought it was just beautiful. Um, so good. But um, does anyone else have any testimonies, anything they'd like to share? If not, let's, um, let me, let's pray, okay? <clears throat> so everyone just bow their heads, close their eyes, please. <clears throat> let's just come into unity and agreement right now. Father God, we just come to you right now in your presence, that we come boldly into the throne room of grace 
to obtain mercy and grace in a time of need and help. We're asking for the help that we need to hear your word today. That Lord God, they don't want to hear my opinions or what I have to say. But Holy Spirit, you would come and fill my mouth with what to say. That would be a vessel of honor flowing, life-giving water out of my mouth right now. Holy Spirit, that you taught me the words, what to say in that very hour. That you're teaching me what to say at this very moment. And Lord God, I just declare your word over this Bible study that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation today and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened today, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Father, I just come to you, Lord God. I come humble as a servant. That you would use me to glorify you. And that you would use these vessels, Lord God, to glorify you. That we just, we just bond right now as a family, as brothers and sisters in Christ. But we grow together. And I know the message that we have in store today, Lord God, is powerful and impactful. But Lord God, I, I, I just ask that you would pierce their hearts today. Prune them today and identify what needs to be changed in their life. And that you come, Lord God, as, as a father to help a son and daughter in need. We give you all the glory and praise. Holy Spirit, you have full dominion here. We welcome your presence. We welcome your counseling and your mentorship, and you're the advocate, comforter, and helper. We love you and give you all the glory and honor and praise, Lord Jesus. Because we know, Jesus, tomorrow was when you died and shed your blood for us. But on that third day that you rose again and that you're seated at the right hand of the Father. We thank you for your compassion, your obedience, your humility. We thank you for the covenant that we have now, reconciled back to the Father. We thank you that you are the sacrifice, that you literally are the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice. That you sacrificed yourself before the foundations of the world. You're the one that takes all sin away. And we welcome you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. We magnify your name. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. Have your way. Help me to be a disciple and that we have disciples and fishers of men in this Bible study today. We love and ask you for all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It's to serve the Lord. So today, I'm, I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, it's not going to be the most good feeling <laughs> message, but the Lord's put on my heart to, to declare it. So I will be obedient to what he wants me to do. Um, so does, can anyone describe what humility is? Anybody, can anyone kind of share, like, what do you think humility is to you? 
I have an I I believe I have an idea of what it is. Okay. Um, I believe it's like humbling yourself, um, mm-hmm. and just yeah, just setting your pride and ego aside, I guess, and Good. and realizing that like you can't like we need a savior to save ourselves, and mm. we can't do it on our own, mm-hmm. and stuff like that like no one's no one's better than one another and Mm. just like that kind of okay no that was a very good answer very good and you're definitely on the right road does anyone else have anything to add about what they think humility is to them i was going to add that um it kind of aligns with servant leadership yourself um on the back burner and you know celebrating others um you know, putting your pride aside, even if you did the work that you are willing to let others have the credit and the glory, because um, your pride is not an issue. You know, you just want to do what's good and right and always, you know, from a perspective of love. But it is being humble is the crux of it. Okay. That was great, Nikki. You definitely explained it very well. Um, those are all correct answers. But... Um, what I'm going to share about humility in, in Christ-likeness, you know, we can have humility coming and being humble and, and letting our pride down, you know, walking in love and doing all these things because that's what humility is. But there's a far deeper attribute of humility that I'm going to try to cover today or, or have the Lord help me to cover today because, um, it's uh humility is not fun right humility is um something that i guess all of us need to work on i need to work on i know personally in my life um the lord's helped me develop that servant leadership that nikki was talking about i've been reading books about humility i feel like the lord's really correcting this behavior in me because i felt just to be completely transparent with you guys i feel like i'm like a servant all the time to everyone and, you know, you feel like, you know, when you, you know, people take your kindness for weakness, but really that's just a fruit of the spirit <laughs> and um, like meekness. And um, it's hard to be humble at all times. It's hard to not get offended. It's hard not to build some resentment towards someone when you're trying to be humble. You're trying to um, exalt someone before yourself. And uh, what I wanted to to say is that this is a character of God is humility. And who showed it perfectly was Jesus. Jesus is the perfect example of what humility looks like, right? Like, I'm just going to read or we're going to flow, but I just feel like it's so heavy on my heart. And just want to like, ugh, just explode with it. But we're going to... I'm going to read what humility is. Humility, Christ-likeness. Human perspectives on humility distort the idea often humbling. People by loveless actions that rob them of dignity and nobility. But Christ-like humility is manifested in the freedom of God's Son to affirm the fullness of all God has placed in him. 
without needing to flaunt, prove, or push it through self-advancement. Jesus' complete absence of any need to clutch for power or attention is manifest humility. It is the royal spirit that the king of heaven himself displayed in servant-like graciousness. Just as Christ's humility received ultimate exaltation, so our call to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up points to the way for the rise of God's highest purpose in each of us. Humbling ourselves opens opens us up to increased grace. And childlikeness is the doorway to the dynamism of kingdom come in our life and service. Now that is what how they explain the Christ-like humility. There's there's a there's a our human side and then there's this this divine king of heaven humility and that's what i want to represent and that's what i want to further grow into and become in that likeness so i'm gonna we're gonna roll to philippians chapter two and the title is unity through humility therefore if there is any consolation in christ If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love and being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So just right here, this is pretty much paraphrases all that should be done. So humility is an action. Like they say how love is an action. Well, humility is an action too. It actually takes us representing it, exalting people over ourselves, thinking of other people's interests, right? Doing nothing in self-ambition. And that can be hard. It can be very hard because... In our fallen nature, we're no longer fallen, right? We are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are sealed with His promises, right? The thing is, our fallen nature that creeps in, tries to creep in the flesh, always looks out for Himself. Always. By the, always at the end of the time, if your life's in jeopardy and someone else is here that you don't know a stranger, would you jump in front of them if a bullet was being shot at them? Or would you sacrifice yourself so someone else can live? Right? It says, what Jesus said, I remember he was talking to his disciples about this. He said, what greater love is this than a friend to lay down his life for his friend? And, um, It really shows that Jesus would lay down his life, not only for his friends, but for everyone. 
for everyone that doesn't deserve it, everyone that's a stranger, everyone that's rejected him. He's died for the whole world. He shows perfect humility. And this part of the chapter of Philippians we're going to talk about um, just exemplifies who he is. Sorry, guys, I'm just trying to plug in this laptop. So there we go. Cool. All right. So verse chapter five or Philippians chapter two, verse five, the humble and exalted Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. This is like, it's just amazing that the king of the universe, right, the, the Lord God Almighty, would humble himself, get, like would take himself out of his dominion, out of his kingdom, of all the royalty and honor and praise that he already deserves would go into a human bodily form and be in his mother's womb for nine months. Okay. That still like just trips me out. Grow up as a child, as a teenager, as a man tempted at all costs, right? Tempted like all of us have been tempted, but still no sin. And God made him to know no sin that we could become the righteousness of God would put himself on a cross to redeem us. Do you know what says in God's word that the father, it gave the father great joy. It pleased the father to see his son suffer. Now you're like, how, how does that doesn't make sense? Like, if I saw my kids suffering on the cross, I'd be mad, I'd be pissed, I'd be angry, I'd be doing everything to get him off. But the father was greatly moved and pleased. It gave him great joy to see his son suffer on that cross. Because he humbled himself as a bondservant. But also, God seen the reward. He saw that he was going to get all his children back that were lost because of the fall of man in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. I feel like if the church really adapted this characteristic of the Lord, we would have a whole different church that would not be even recognizable to us. It would look completely different. Look completely different. We wouldn't be trying to fighting to get us to to get the best seats. We wouldn't be fighting to oh let me get let me get on the pulpit. Let me do this. Let me let me be in the spotlight. Like <laughs> it would look more Christ-like. All right, I'm gonna go verse nine. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him, given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We see that he was highly exalted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna share what highly exalted is in the in the Greek. Highly exalted is Hooper Rupso. Hooper means over, and Hoopso to lift up. Thus, the word suggests an exaltation to the highest position, an elevation above all others. The context contrasts humiliation and resulting honors. Jesus' obedience to death is followed by a super exalted position of honor and glory. Now, I'm learning this, and if this resonates with you, you receive it and you let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you. But if you are not moving up, it could be due to a lack of humility. Now, what I mean by that, it can be in work setting. It can be in a relationship that's not getting resolved. It can it can mean finance finances, because even, you know, wait, I never have money. I never have money. But if you don't sow into the kingdom, if you're not a cheerful giver, if you're not humbling yourself and be like, Lord, this belongs to you. It doesn't even belong to me. I'm just a good steward of it. It can look like different scenarios and different type of situations. And humility, if you do not have humility, it will keep you down, right? So I want to go over this scripture that I've been kind of meditating upon. It's James chapter 4, verse 7 and 10. Verse 7 and 10. And like what we're talking about, like Jesus was given the ultimate seat in heaven besides the Father that sits in the throne, right? Jesus is sitting at his right hand. And we think like, wow, Lord, like you had that. You were so humble to the fact that you had to suffer. Then you were glorified after that suffering. Mm. James chapter four, verse seven and 10. Humility cures worldliness. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Laminate and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So... With humility comes obedience. So Jesus was obedient all the way up till death, right? So what he did was he submitted to the Lord. He submitted to God. He submitted to the Father. And like all of us, we got to submit to God. And if we submit to God and resist what the devil has in store or the enemy has in store, he'll flee from you. I said it got to a point, uh, I was listening to Bill Johnson, and he was saying that the de- like the devil would come and tempt Jesus, but Jesus was so submitted unto God that it tired Satan out and he left. It got to the point where, I love, I, I wrote this down. It says, 
Your continuous yes to God wears the devil out. Your continuous yes to God wears the devil out. And that's so true. They can't stand, like, the enemy cannot stand humility. They cannot stand the fruits of the Spirit. They cannot stand, you know, um, the fruits of righteousness. They can't stand when you look like Jesus. There was, uh, Dan Muller was talking about, um, he was really young in the Lord. He said he was like a couple months young in the Lord. And um, there is this woman from his church that got together at a house and they're praising Jesus and they're worshiping. And soon enough, like the Lord appears, right? Not, not in a physical manifestation, but in his presence appears. And one of the ladies just goes like this and like just, and this falls in the middle of the living room. Like she's manifesting a demon. And she goes to church. Crazy, right? There's demons in church. <laughs> so anyways, these ladies are all freaking out. Three ladies left, right? And these other three ladies are like rebuking. Like this one pregnant lady is like, you get out of here in Jesus' name. And this like demon was not leaving and said some pretty crazy stuff. Like, you should not talk to me that way. I want to kill your baby. Like, it's a demon, okay? You're, you're fighting. Anyways, they finally get to the point where Dan's like, okay, I'll just come over. Dan comes, and the demon says in the woman, he said, oh, no, Jesus came. Now, all those women are worshiping Jesus. They have Jesus inside, the spirit of Jesus. Jesus in the presence, but when you actually represent Jesus, even demons know. And when Dan was coming to that woman that was possessed, he's like, look me in the eyes. And he was just trying to talk to her, just love on her. And the, and the demon woman, the, the demon possessed woman said, I don't want to look at you because you look like him. <laughs> so we can have this, we can have this kind of altered persona of ourselves that we love the Lord that actually to represent him and be like him, demons know the difference. And humility, they know. They know. They know when you're trying not to exalt yourself, but you're trying to help others and exalt people. And I just wanted to share that because I thought that was so like, oh, that's amazing. That's something to work towards. That's something to like, okay, that's what I want to be more like. Be more like Jesus. Okay, so in James is talking about how we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift us up. And I've been really trying to like, Lord, how how does this look like? What can I do that will help me to humble myself? And what the Lord's kind of given me in this time is to like, just be real simple, is to be more of a friend towards people. I can get to a point where I just want to get right down to the word, give them what they need. They're to help them. But the Lord's showing me how to be a friend because I'm trying to win people over to the Lord, right? I'm trying to serve him well. And, you know, with my boss and with um, just other people in my life that I've really been praying for, the Lord's like, you need to humble yourself because if you come off like, 
hey, you know what you're doing or you know all these answers, they think it comes as arrogance, even though, like, you just have confidence in it. Like, I just have confidence in the word because I study it nonstop. Like, I listen to it, I consume it. Like, I can literally give you word. Like, I hear the Lord's voice. I do all these things. But when you're coming to a non-believer, you got to humble yourself and not maybe go at their throat or just more building a relationship with them. And I think that's what the Lord's done too. He, he not only preaches, but he's also our friend and he wants relationship with us. And that's when we're open to hearing him and submitting to him, right? When we know his character, we know his nature, we know, and we've tasted his goodness, right? That's leads us to repentance. Okay, let's go to first Peter chapter four. That I wanted to share that too, that what you just said, that that's what God spoke to me to like walk alongside a person, support them, love them, not just try to fix them. Yes. So good. So good. Cause you can tend to do that because you want the best for them and you want them to get this revelation. Like I want you guys to have this revelation that I have, but really what I have to do, I have to just share what the Lord's done in my life and try to help anyone that's, that needs help in certain areas, but you know, it's us. It's like me building this trust with you guys, building this relationship with you guys that you guys can come to me and I can come to you and we grow and we start looking more like Jesus. Cause that's, that's the whole goal is to look more like Jesus every day. Um, okay. Uh, first Peter, Chapter four. Okay, let me see where I'm going to read it up. Okay. So this has to tie in with humility as us being servants for the Lord. Okay, yes, we are his friends, right? He considers friends because remember Jesus said, you're no longer servants, but you're friends because servants don't know what the master is doing. But now you are friends. You're, you have this insight, what you know what I'm doing. But I'm not talking about, I'm talking about service. I'm talking about serving the Lord because we love him. We know him and we want people to experience that. And humility is the only way you can actually go and actually serve the Lord. Um, humility glorifies God. I just want to read this in the book that I'm reading. It's uh, Andrew Womack, More Grace, More Favor. It's about humility. <clears throat> right here, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. It says, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him, not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And then this is him talking about it. When we aren't humble, when we aren't humble, we don't glorify God and practice thankfulness. We are foolish. We allow pride to dig its roots deep into our hearts until our minds become twisted and we can no longer recognize good. We begin taking progressive steps away from God until we lose all conviction and eventually become retro, a, rep, a reprobate mind. 
That's what the rest of this passage in Romans describes. It all starts with not glorifying and thanking God. A humble person will let others get glory without trying to draw attention to their own accomplishments. There's much more about this book. It's, it's so good. I, I can't go over the whole book, but I'll definitely, once I read the whole book, I would like to cover humility again because it's something that we can all work on. Um, it says that like humility is consistent. Humility uh, dis- destroys anger. Humility is merciful. Um, humility is, is so powerful. I just didn't realize how much depth and how much weight it really has. But when we start adapting the humility of Christ, we will be able to represent him well. So now we're going to talk about more about serving the Lord, right? Right here, it says serving for God's glory. First Peter chapter four, verse seven, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers and above all things have fervent love for one another for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling as each one has received a gift ministered to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it. Do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Suffering for God's glory. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which which is to you, try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. I'm going to jump down to verse 16. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Jumping down to 19. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. Now I'm going to jump to... First Peter chapter five, verse five. Likewise, you young people submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. So good, right? Um, I'm going to tell you this. It's hard being a Christian if you do not put the cloak of humility on. What I mean by that is that we can tend to be a Christian in our own strength and not depend on God's grace, God's mercy, and God's Holy Spirit to flow through us. Now, this doesn't mean to 
oh, I need to be led. I, I need to be led to talk to this person. Or I need to be led. How about if you just go do it and step out in faith and let the Holy Spirit be the comforter in that uncomfortable situation? How about you just go up to someone, and I've had this happen to me many times. They reject what, what you're saying to them. They reject your prayer. But you turn around or you extend your hand and you say, Lord, bless them. Not in, um, not in a way where it's condescending. It's where you're doing it out of love because you want them to receive the mercy of God. You want them to have their eyes be revealed to truth and understanding. It's, it's hard when we do it in our own strength. But if we depend on God on God to teach us what humility looks like and the perfect representation of humility is Jesus, you will start fulfilling what God has in store for you, right? This is what Bill Johnson was saying, and I wrote some of his quotes down. It says, <clears throat> he said, God's primary design for us is to be a co-laborer, to actually... He didn't make us to be robots or programmed us. He wanted us to have the free will. And we're designed to hear God's voice. We're designed to co-labor with him. And that's when, if you're not stepping out in faith and serving through humility, but also spreading the kingdom of God, there that's probably, I would say, most likely... The emptiness that you're feeling or the fulfillment that you're not fulfilling is because of that. I notice for me personally, if I get to a point where I become self-centered, I'm too busy with my schedule, I don't got time to be preaching the gospel to you, I got to do this, 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 and that, I start to feel this emptiness, this void, this, um, that ambition and self-ambition that kind of like corrupts your heart. And I just, I, I don't want anything to do with that. He wants us to surrender our will for his will to be done in our lives. We are an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Don't lose your love and affection to the Lord. That's what he told me today. He said, don't lose your love and affection towards me. And I really felt like this was kind of what he showed me. He was showing me a picture of me and Chelsea, right? And she's the bride and I'm the groom. And Jesus is the groom and the church is the bride. I can be, I can tend to become so stagnant. I can become so complacent. I can just take for granted what I have. And not really a love and be affectionate towards my wife. And when I, when I actually have a better relationship with the Lord, I have a better relationship with my wife. But also, when I give her love and affection, I'm so willing to do anything she asks of me. If it's like go take out the trash, you know, wash dishes, take Zeus out. You know, help me put this up or whatever the case is, I'm more willing to humble myself because I love her and I'm and my affection is towards her. I want to be pleasing to her. That's how we should be with the Lord. 
that we love him because we have this relationship with him. We're affectionate to him because all that he's done for us. He's, he's done way more than what we are doing for him in this current time or ever more. But I would, that's when I get to a point where my, like, Lord, I just, ah, like, I just have this deep desire for you. I just, I love to be in your presence. I love to be consumed by you and hear your word. And that just, you give me peace and joy and you, you give me strength and stability. You're, you're my rock. You're my, you're my strength. You're my tower of refuge that I run into. Once we get that, it's so easy to serve the Lord. And it's so, it's so effortless in a way. Right. And that's what Kevin said. Humility should be thinking of yourself less and not less of yourself. And that's good too. We have to know our identity, authority in Christ and our value. And I'm not saying, you know, we should be throw mats, but yeah, we have to do things that are not fun. It's, it actually gives, we're actually to, we're actually able to glorify God through our sufferings. Like it says, do not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this manner. So we're going to go through hardship. We're going to go through times where people use us, abuse us, hit us, stone us, whatever the case is. But what we're doing is glorifying the Father and we're actually representing Jesus. I felt like the Lord kind of showed me this. He was saying that like, you're not going to be able to get to this level that I'm that I'm searching or what I'm seeking for if I don't establish a firm foundation in humility. I won't be able to represent it if I go up to this other level. I don't know. Have you ever seen pastors that are really angry? <laughs> and you meet some, but they never they got to a point where they exalted themselves, but they never had humility to actually like wait. This is going to take time to build this to represent jesus and it's gonna be far better i'm gonna be a far better representation i'm gonna be a far better shepherd to the flock the lord's given me to watch over um is there anything else that anyone would like to add or say i do okay go for it well, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know how to. Uh, I'm not sure this relates to what you're saying, but you did say something about humility. You have, we have to just not take things from people that are against God. That it's like your cousin Joey. He 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 is. He said he wants to die. Yeah. He won't live anymore, and he hates God just literally hates him. She, he curses him. And then your uncle Chico, um, my sister's husband, he's the same way. They're all hurting and they're all in pain. Well, my your uncle has, he's got issues with the legs and surgeries and he also don't want to accept God. Yeah. And they talk, curse. they curse him ugly. Yeah. So how do you reach them? You actually show them love. You represent Jesus. I'm going to tell you this. You're never going to win anybody over by who you are. You only win people over because he that lives in you, right? 
he I would never win over Chelsea <laughs> based off who I was. I won her over because I showed her Jesus. And I represented Jesus and she's never seen anyone do that. That's how you bring people to the Father. That's how minds and things get altered and changed. Today, I pray for two people today. It was a, one was a FedEx Express driver and he came earlier before that day and he dropped like a massive load on me, like four big heavy tables. And he's like, sorry, I effed up, man. Like I said, no, dude, you're cool. I said, I can grab him for you. Like with us, take him. And I just started being friendly to him, being kind. And I had a word of knowledge about his knees. And I guess he had like six surgeries on his knees. So, you know, his knees are not 100%. He's going to arthritis, anything like that. Anyways, long story short, I was able to pray for him and he started to get teary eyed. And he said, you don't know how much that means to me. And I said, hey, man, I just want to be a light because no one ever told me Jesus loved me. And Jesus loves you, bro. He cares about every little detail you're going through. And he said it to me, he's like, well, Jesus loves you. Because I represented the Lord Jesus, his whole demeanor changed. He wasn't stressed out. He wasn't like, oh, man, like, sorry I messed up, bro. Like, the peace of God came upon him because I prayed for him. Also, I prayed for my my barber, Rafi. He was telling me stuff and I was able to give him word while he's cutting my hair, right? I'm like, Philippians chapter four, do not be anxious over anything. And then the Holy Spirit gave me a word of knowledge about he deals with anxiety. And I started telling him about it and he and he, he's like, man, I just want to make right decisions. I'm like, you need wisdom. He's like, well, I try to make good decisions, but he, he still doesn't get it. Like wisdom, true godly wisdom only comes from the Lord. Worldly wisdom is sensible, demonic, and just fleshy foolish in the eyes of the lord so i was able to pray for him even though like i felt like lord i didn't i didn't say this prayer and it wasn't that great the lord told me this he's like because you prayed because you said for my peace to be in him so whatever anxiety is anxiety has to leave because peace is filled in there and it overcomes anxiety so going back to your answer is that we represent Jesus in every attribute, in every way. And then we bring in the kingdom. Then we bring the presence of the Lord. So we I say, hey, you know, I just want to pray for you. I just want to be a blessing to you. I just want to be a light to you. I just, I just, I just feel my heart that, like, you know, if you have this anger that the Lord can take it away. The Lord can really reveal himself to you. That you maybe have a bad representation of who God is or, or someone else representing God in a, in a wrong way or or you get this image of God that he didn't heal your family that died, that God took him away from you. No, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. But the thing is, you have to have the word in you with humility and love. I'm going to say that that is probably the best representation you can give anybody to win them over to Christ. That, does that answer your question? Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. 
I love this too, uh, words of knowledge, whatever the Lord gives to you in your heart, doesn't mean if you have to activate it or whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a someone. Whatever Christ reveals, he heals. So whatever he's revealing to you, he wants to make it right. He wants to restore it. He wants to heal them. He wants to just make himself known to them. So that's just a, a little nugget of wisdom right there. Um, I'm trying to think what I want to say. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid to suffer for Jesus. Don't be afraid because Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. If Jesus suffered on that cross for us, what more, what more will he give us? What more will he do for us? He paid it all. Whatever you're going through, give it up to the Lord, but submit to him. Resist the devil, he shall flee. Don't get caught up in what you have planned and in store. Seek the Lord in his refuge. Seek him. Humble yourself before him. And he'll direct your paths. I'm telling you, like, if the body of Christ would understand this concept, and I'm barely opening and cracking the door to this, your whole life will be completely different. You'll die to yourself. You'll be free from yourself. And the suffering, it says, I believe it's in Romans chapter 8. It says, for the sufferings of this present time will be nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in you in Christ Jesus. We don't understand when we step out humble before the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Brings some great joy that we have a cloud of witnesses rooting us on. Like, go, guys, go, praying and interceding on our behalf that we would fulfill the promise and inheritance what God has given us through each individual family, but also through the blood covenant that we have with the Lord Jesus. We don't realize the suffering that we're going through is a battle, but there's such a great reward. I was talking to another believer in Christ and I imagined her in armor. And I imagined her picking up wounded soldiers and bringing people back to the kingdom. I imagine this other man of God that had armor on that was fighting for his wife to be free. The Lord sees us as soldiers. And we just don't know what's going to be revealed in us once that day of the Lord comes. That beautiful and glorious and fearful day of the Lord. But if we humble ourselves and say, Lord, not thy will, but your will be done. Even Jesus didn't want to suffer. But he still showed obedience, humility, and he loved the Father. He said, Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass 
away from me. But not thy will, but your will be done. Imagine if Jesus didn't take the cup of wrath upon him. We would have nothing to celebrate then. Because what Jesus did tomorrow, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, betrayed by his own with a kiss, was hung on a cross, beaten, slain, ripped, torn to shreds. But his precious blood restored our life. It rechanged our history. It created destiny in us. And I just want everyone to know that. Don't be afraid. Don't stop walking. Start running with him. If he's walking, you walk. If he's running, you run. You follow him. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, that's all I have today, guys. Thank you. Thank I wanted to share something. Um, I was listening to, I forgot, maybe Andrew Womack last night, and I believe he said humility is the soil of wisdom. I could be paraphrasing because I was half asleep, but he also said humility is a treasure. And right now, Holy Spirit um, brought the scripture to me, and I wanted to read it. It's yeah. an amplified version, Proverbs fifteen thirty three. It says, the reverent fear of the Lord that is worshiping him, regarding him as truly awesome, as is the instruction for wisdom, is the starting point and its essence, and before honor comes humility. So again, like Christian was saying, humility is like the beginning of wisdom, like they go hand in hand, and that just really ministered to me. That's awesome. So true. Yeah, I mean, it. you have to, it says in James <clears throat> chapter 3, I believe. I'll just go over there real quick just to make sure I'm reading it correctly. Um, I think it's James chapter 3. I just listened to it. I was, was listening to the book of James today. It was amazing. Um, talks about... Here, let's see. Oh, guys, I'm trying to... Over here. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's James chapter 1, verse 5. Then also, if we went to James chapter... But wisdom, right? James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle, willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So yeah, humility is part of obtaining wisdom. It's fearing the Lord, right? 
and obtaining wisdom from him. Does anybody else want to add anything or want to mention anything? Okay, if not, I'm I'm just gonna say this because I feel like it's in my heart. Um, is anyone is anyone's family member dealing with cancer? Cancer. I think it's skin cancer. Skin cancer. If not. I missed it, but if so, I would love to pray for them. I would love to be there for anyone that's, um, any family member that's going through that is horrible. Okay. All right. It's your uncle, it's your uncle um, uh, Francisco. He lives in California. He has cancer. He has skin cancer? No, he has a prostate cancer, and he's been... He he was in remission for um for a while and uh, now it's come back. Okay, we'll pray for that. There's also someone with skin cancer too, but I just don't know who it's for. But we we'll pray for him. Okay. We'll pray for him for sure. Okay. Yeah, me- okay. Let's let's just come together <clears throat> and just join in unity. Father, thank you for this time of just learning your word about humility and about servant leadership, also serving you, Lord, not just because it's a chore, because we have to, it's because we love you and we adore you. And you've done so much for us. We can never never repay you back. But because you have our heart, we're so willing to serve you that is effortless, that it is just a beautiful thing that we get to co-labor with you, that we're designed to be in relationship with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did on that cross. 2,000 years ago, you shed your blood. You poured out your life so that we could have a new life, that we could be born again, filled with the Spirit of God. Father, we thank you so much for what you've done. You've not only given us your son, but you've given us your spirit too. (laughs) You're such a good father. You're so great. Lord, I pray for those people that hate you or angry at you. They don't know you. They have no idea who you are. Father, would you show them mercy and grace like you did for me and everyone here? who you are to them. That you would show it to my Uncle Joey. That you would show it to my Uncle Chico. Jesus, please hear me and answer my plea. For mercy rejoices over judgment. That your mercy reigns and doors forever. And this time, before you come, Jesus, it's not done yet. That grace and mercy is prevailing on the earth right now. Where sin abounds, Grace bounds more. And we just thank you, Jesus, that you loved us enough that you would lay down your life, that we could be redeemed and whole, that we could be washed by your blood, 
we're just I'm just so thankful and grateful. Thank you for everyone that's here. Bless them, Lord. I just uplift that Francisco, Lord God. I command that prostate cancer to get out in Jesus' name. I cancel your assignment, enemy. Get out in Jesus' name. That you would go back to the doctor and you would have a full recovery, brand new prostate, Lord. Jesus, because it's your mercy, because what you did on that cross 2,000 years ago, that even your own disciples... neglected you that they say they didn't know you that they turned you into the Jewish authorities but you still showed mercy that you still humbled yourself that you still exalted people above yourself but now you're sitting at the right hand of the Father thank you Jesus that your blood is speaking better things and restoring things that were lost bless each and everyone here Lord Help them to understand who you are, that they would have a new revealing of who you are and that they would know you better than they did yesterday. Thank you, Lord God, for using me and using them, that we could serve you, that we would remember this Sunday that you died, but that you were brought back to life, that you've given us the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We give you the glory, honor, power, and praise and dominion. Your kingdom reigns forevermore, Lord. We love you and we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Recording stopped.